everybody and welcome back to the Peak A-League podcast. I'm your host Gerald and geez it is hot in Melbourne today. It's uh, I've had to wait a little bit for the aircon to settle for me to uh, get this episode started because it was just so hot in my room but nonetheless we're here episode 12 um, and we'll get straight into it. Peak of the week this week. It's, it's I don't know it was a hard one. There was a fair bit of football on but I didn't really see anything that stood out so, peak of the week this week goes to the Melbourne Victory Admin for uh, putting away a, a litre of milk from the FFA Cup trophy. Now, there's been a bit of controversy around this. Um, it came out yesterday, uh, finally, after getting those thousand retweets. And uh, there's a video, he's got a GoPro on his head, he goes into Coles and gets a nippies, uh, chocolate milk, comes back, Kalava puts it in the cup for him. And... Um, there's been questions surrounding how much milk has he really drank here. Um, and if you look at a video from a different angle, you can see that there's actually like five things of milk and it seems to be sponsored by Nippies. Anyway, Kalava helps him lift it and then pretty much just dunks it over his head. So yeah, he didn't drink a lot of milk, but I don't think you can blame it on him because Kalava has just completely thrown it over him. Davidson throws a bit in his hair as well. I mean, you've got to feel bad for him, really. He was wearing an, a sort of a nice outfit. I think he knew it was coming because he, he wasn't wearing any shoes or anything, but... Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. A lot of people are like genuinely mad he didn't drink enough milk. Like I, I seriously don't understand what the big issue is. Um, I, I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, I thought the whole idea was pretty funny. I think um that new Melbourne Victory admin, uh, his name I'm forgetting. I think it's it's like Sam Bun or something. Anyway, I'm sorry if I've got that wrong, but he's doing a really good job at the moment. Just their their signing stuff's been good. Their match day stuff has been entertaining um it's a little bit different to what other admins are doing sort of just taking the piss out of everything which is um i don't know sort of what the a-league is all about i guess so yeah keep on uh doing you admin you're doing very well but yeah i don't know i I don't see the big problem but i thought that was still one of the best moments of the week the whole team got around him and everything Uh, i think it was after training but anyway we'll start by talking about that game the fa cup final melbourne victory central coast uh, 15,000 fans there, pretty encouraging signs for Australian football, to be honest. There's a lot of hype around it. It had the best uh, ratings on Channel 10 since the Sydney Derby in Round 1. I think it only lost by a few thousand. Um, so for a non-A-League game, the interest was was still right up there. People heard Cup Final, and they turned on their TVs, they rushed into Amy Park, and 15,000 is a very healthy crowd. I think that's Victory's best aside from the Melbourne Derby this season. They got like a 13,000, 14,000 earlier in the season. But um, yeah, this was big numbers. There was two bays of Central Coast fans, pretty full bays. Um, so I think they brought a few hundred people over. Um, Victory had three active bays, completely packed out. You know, they had the the sort of the display, the TFO pregame with the blue and white cards. I think that was what they wanted to use in the Melbourne Derby back in December. Um, but this was probably an even better time to use. it. got some great photos of it and everything. Uh, and the game itself ended 2-1. So uh, deadlocked at half time. It was a pretty tight game. I thought victory was slightly on top. Um, and then a Jason Davidson free kick curled around into the top left corner, got the fans going. And then Economides put the sealer in with, I think, f- five minutes into injury time. And then Bazanic somehow pulled a lob shot back. Um, but there was pretty much no time already when he scored. That was in the seventh minute of extra time. Um, so a good win for Melbourne victory. Uh, I think, you know, they're clearly put with the better team out of these two this season, but the Mariners had their chances. Um, and, 
you know, there's a lot of complaints about whether or not this game should have been played in Gosford or Melbourne or, or our neutral venue. Canberra keeps getting thrown up. I don't really know why. My opinion is, I think, you know, we're not, it's not the AFL, it's not the NRL where you can put the game in Melbourne or Sydney and people are just going to come and pack it out no matter what. If it was Wellington versus Central Coast and they thought, oh, we'll play it in Melbourne, there would have been no people there, you know, because the, the interest for the for the cup finals isn't there like it is for other sports. I think even the A-League Grand Final, if you played it in a neutral venue, might get a decent sort of crowd, but this just wouldn't have. So to say that Melbourne Victory didn't deserve to play the game at home after there was a, a draw to pick who got it, um, I think is a little bit crazy. And um, I think this was the best possible option. I think Gosford would have been good. They probably would have been... I think they could have pulled 10,000 there for sure, but... Um, yeah, the scenes on the weekend were unbelievable for the A-League standard, especially for a non-Derby game. Um, I think everyone that was a part of it should be pretty proud. It was a very successful FFA Cup season, in my opinion. Uh, now, Victory got a chance to play in the Champions League as well. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. But moving on to the six games we had over the last week. Now, I, I didn't call anything on Newcastle and Melbourne City because it sort of the Sydney or the... Per- Perth City game got postponed and then they threw this game in late notice and I didn't know it was going to be on so obviously I didn't speak about last week but we'll start with last Wednesday I believe it was Western Sydney taking on the glory Rudan's first game in charge of the Wanderers and they took home a 1-0 win uh, a goal from the new captain Jack Rodwell now I'm actually struggling to remember who their captain was before this, it's quite poor of me. But anyway, Rudin's come in and, and like what Rodwell's doing on and off the pitch, his leadership abilities, um, and he's sort of speaking very highly of him. And he was the one that delivered the goal. He's second or third for the season now. He's honestly proven to be a very good signing. And it's no surprise. We always thought if he was going to be able to get through injury-free, he was going to be a very high-value signing for them. Uh, and he proved to be the difference there. Perth, yeah, still just coming back from a long break. I mean... Uh, a midweek game, it was always going to be tough, but um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not excited about anything Perth's doing at the moment, you know, they've got some young players, I like that Burke Gilroy, and, and but I just think overall, they're a bit flat, uh, it's going to be hard for them to make anything of this season, to be honest, I mean, well, we've been seeing some AFLW games scheduled for being played in Perth this weekend, so um, that's encouraging signs for them as we get closer to the AFL season where you feel like the WA government might just pull the trigger and go, fine, you can play your home games and let people in. The rules for quarantine are now seven days opposed to 14. Um, so things are easing up a little bit. Um, and I know the Perth Glory have a few home games scheduled. The first one, I think, is the 27th of Feb against Western United. So there's currently no venue set for that game. Can it happen at HBF Park? We'll have to wait and see. But if they can get there, they're going to have a lot of home games backed up. It could give them give them some momentum, and I could still see them falling somewhere in the top six, but it's going to be hard for them. Uh, Friday night, Newcastle and Brisbane Raw. Tip Newcastle in this one, and they didn't disappoint. Uh, a strong 2-1 win. A goal for uh, Angus Thurgate to seal. It was an own goal from the Brisbane keeper as well. Uh, and then Les Carno scored one for Brisbane. There was also a missed penalty from Brisbane, so... Um, Jets may be a little bit lucky to walk away with the three points in this one, but nonetheless, a good win for them. Another one at home um, in front of those fans. Active fans really getting noisy for them in the last couple of months, which has been great to see. They they were so good um, when they were you know really good those in that 17-18 season. And then since then, they've 
sort of dropped and dropped off in numbers. And last season, we saw that had like 25 people in there active at some point. But they're still not huge. They're not packing out, you know, a whole bay like the victory. But they've got probably a good 100 to 200 coming in all the games. And they're making a lot of noise. There's a good, like, strong Brazilian contingency in there. I don't know if these are actually Brazilian people or they're just bringing, you know, the flags and that. But uh, either way, it's good to see. And they probably helped get them across the line in this one. On Saturday then, it was Adelaide and Sydney. Um, just on this, there was 7,000 people at this game. I think Cooper's fits about 15. We know that uh, the TV side wing uh, is currently shut down. Like, it's a pretty good crowd, but you just can't hear them. I don't know. I know the active is quite in a bit of a mess at the moment. Like, they don't really set anything up and they get barely anyone. I mean, the Red Army used to be packed out. This game, they were pretty dead. There was almost there was more people at, behind the goals at the other end, like the more Adelaide fans next to the Sydney ones than there was in the Red Army. And it's like, you've got to capitalize on... These, these are some of the best numbers in the A-League. Behind victory, it's probably about as good as we're seeing at the moment. They're consistently getting these numbers to their game, sort of six to eight, 9,000. Um, but it just... And it doesn't help that you can't see the fans most of the time on the wing, but it's like... It just felt so dead. It felt like there was 2,000 people there. And then I saw the crowd figures and I thought, like, that can't be right. But you look at photos, there is people there. Um, I don't know. I'm just, just, I just felt like the atmosphere was really dead on the weekend. But it was a 2-1 win for Sydney. Cam Sober scoring again. Uh, and then just a few minutes later, equalized by Stefan Mork. I thought he was going. Uh, you know, I heard he was going a month ago. And I traded him out of my fantasy team. Um, and he's just still scoring. He's still here. So... Him and Craig Goodwin are what's keeping this club up and about at the moment. Really exciting. Um, they've signed that new midfielder from England. I, I'm totally blanking at the moment. I'm really not prepared. But I I, I thought that'd be a sign that Stefan Mork like, is gone. You know, I, it's it's very odd. Um, I'm not sure what's happening, whether or not he's, he's going to leave soon. You know, they're waiting for... Maybe their season hasn't started or something in... I think he was going to the J-League. I don't know, but um, yeah, they'd be happy he's he stuck around, but it wasn't enough. But Bo got the late goal. He's starting to come back into form. Yeah, him and LaFondra have both been a bit uh, sort of uh, shaky to start, looking a bit off the pace, but he's found another goal for Bo and got Sydney the win. This was a tight game. Two teams at, at this point you probably expect to be uh, featuring in finals, so uh, yeah, a good game. Uh, also on Saturday, Western Sydney taking on Western United. Uh, Rudan returning to face his old side. And Western United was a similar story. 1-0 again. I think the, the sixth 1-0 win they've had this season. Uh, a goal for Alexander Priovic. His third of the season. A really nice finish from inside the box. Uh, it was a, a headed down by Lustica. Left by Diamante. Smashed in. No keeper would have been saving that. Uh, and they sort of just held on after that. I think the Wanderers had a few more shots. Um, they got unlucky a couple of times. Balls hit the post and, and not gone in and sort of turned away. So, uh, Wanderers could count themselves a little bit unlucky in this one. But Western United, it's, it's it, to be, at this point, I think it's quite a proven method that they can score a goal. They back themselves to score one and they really back themselves to be able to get a clean sheet. So, um, an impressive result. Uh, the, after the, the draw during the week to MacArthur, I was worried they were maybe going to let it slip again. But they held firm this time. LaCroix was brilliant. Topol Stanley was great. Garuccio and Risden, I think, are probably the best fullback pairing in the league at the moment. And as a result, West United sit top of the table, 19 points after 10 games. For the Wanderers, disappointing to drop this game at home, um, but not the end of the world. They're still learning under the new manager. 
Uh, on Sunday, we had a big upset. Wellington taking on MacArthur. Now, this game was played at Campbelltown Stadium. Um, we'll speak on, obviously, the problems they're having a little bit later with getting these home games, Wellington. But Campbelltown Stadium, there was... I didn't see the crowd figure. I don't know if they ended up putting it out, but couldn't have been more than 500 people there, which I, I know that for MacArthur, it wasn't technically a home game, but it's in your home suburb. I mean, get down to the game and support the team because... Their crowd numbers are getting increasingly worrying by the minute. Their active is basically gone. Uh, I don't really know what's happened, but they're, they're not that they were big before. They were, you know, but they were growing. And now there's like ten people. You don't even hear them chant. You just hear those stupid cowbells every single week. But, but anyway, it was a three-one win for Wellington Phoenix, and there was only one man to talk about in this game. It was Joshua Sotirio. Uh Missed a couple of chances early. Had like a patch where he just messed a few things up in within five minutes, but he just kept getting chances. And by the end of it, he scored a brace. He was the difference in this game. It was locked at 1-1 for a while. Um, and yeah, a really impressive performance from him. Coming up against the old uh, the old superstar, Davila, he scored um, a lot of class in that team. Giannu, De Silva, even uh, Lockie Rose was capable of scoring a nice goal. And um, the Knicks just got the job done. This was one of the most unexpected results I've seen in a while. Definitely the biggest upset of the round. Um, and yeah, Soterio could be the main man for them. Um, I don't know. It was it was really... I did not expect that sort of performance out of him. It was almost reminds me of sort of when Bruce came out. Uh, was it last season or season before? Just started going off. It kind of the same as what Cam Sober's doing at the moment. We're just seeing these guys that used to be sort of... The, the low points of the A-League and guys that would be made fun of just turn into like quality goal scorers. So it's been a bit of a revelation from him. Hopefully he can continue it for the Knicks' sake. Uh, it was a good win for them. And the final game happened last night. Uh, another home game for Newcastle. They took on Melbourne City 4-2. So just a lot of goals. McLaren got a brace. Leckie finally found the score sheet. Um... And yeah, it was, it was an interesting game. They, they scored three goals early, City. Well, not early, but they got the first three. There was a penalty for Newcastle. Um, and it still sort of felt like it was game over. And then, yeah, McLaren added another. They'd be loving having him back from the international break. Um, and yeah, he looks very sharp. Lecky to finally score as well. Was it the best goal? No, but <clears throat> he got a couple of assists. Uh, I think the game before the international break as well. So maybe he's starting to find his feet. You know, we said... Uh, we wanted to see some improvement out of him, and I think that's what we're getting at the moment. So a good win for City. They sit second at the moment, just three points off Western United. Um, moving in to next week's games, we've got a lot of games. There is uh, eight games up until Tuesday, I think. So there's the game tonight, uh, Wednesday night. Wellington taking on Melbourne Victory. Now, the big controversy surrounding this one is that it will have to be played behind closed doors because Wellington could not secure a commercial partner to sort of sponsor this game. Obviously, because the crowds are so low, they need some someone else to cover the cost that would usually be um, handled by match tickets, food, drinks, stuff that people would buy at the games. Because it's a Wednesday, they don't have their own fans here, all that stuff. There's not going to be a lot of people there. Um, and so they made the decision, a business decision, to play it in front of nobody. It's a real shame. Um, Victory people, it's already traveled, already organized traveling things. And I mean, when stadium's kind of open on the side, you could just go and watch it from like, the top of the hill, like I don't think anyone's gonna stop you, but it's still it's just a bad look for the game. I mean, <clears throat> I think this falls onto the APL. Um, you know, they've displaced Wellington and to no fault of the APL and obviously it's a COVID situation, it's a New Zealand border restrictions situation, but um 
while we're going to have them out here, we kind of need to prop them up and, and make sure that they're still able to run properly as a club. Now, they didn't get a proper home game on the weekend. They had to play it in Campbelltown, as I said. And, and now this, I mean, they've got every right to feel pretty uh, hard done by at the moment, Wellington. Um, it's just not a great situation. And it's not a good look for the league. But uh, I don't know. I, I, like I said, it probably would have been a crowd of sub 700 people, but it's not really the point. It's like... Um, We've been waiting so long to have crowds with all these lockdowns and now we're out of lockdown and, and you're going to deny people access to the game. I don't know. It's a strange situation. But in this one, I'm going to go victory 1-0. Um, uh, Knicks played on Sunday. Victory played on Saturday. So it's a pretty quick turnaround for both sides. But uh, I think the victory are too good. I mean, what we saw out of Wellington on the weekend was great, but I think the victory will get this one done. It'll be a bit of a slog. So I'm going 1-0, but they'll get the job done. Um Central Coast and MacArthur. I believe this is on Thursday. Uh, MacArthur look a bit shaky. They were down to nil to Western. They managed to get a point out of it. Now the performance against Wellington. So because of that, I'm going to tip Central Coast to bounce back in Gosford after the cup loss and win 2-1 here. Um, both teams are very capable of scoring goals. This could go either way, but I just feel at home again, I really like the uh, the Mariners at home. I think they're one of the sort of the harder teams to beat at home. Um Western Sydney and Melbourne City. Another home game for the Wanderers. Three on the trot. Um, maybe they were on the road a bit earlier in the season. They've got some catching up to do. I don't know. But going to tip City here. 2-1 as well. Um, you know, what we saw out of Western Sydney last week, what we're seeing out of City you know, last night. I think they'll be too strong. Um, unsure if they're staying in New South Wales for the week. I know Western United did that when they had the midweek and then the weekend game last week. Um, but yeah, City will be too strong. Squad's way too good. They're starting to get those games together. and um, I don't know. They're not as clinical as last year. That's I'm still noticing that. But I think overall, um, they're, they're starting to find that form back. And um, the Wanderers are still yeah, organizing things and putting pieces in place. Uh, Wellington and Adelaide. This one, I think, is going to be played at Wynn Stadium as well at this stage. Hopefully, that one will be with fans. Um, I'm going to go one all here. The Knicks, like I said, impressed me last week um, and haven't been as bad as maybe they have been in, in other times earlier this season when they were getting batted a little bit. They had a good win over Western United a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, Adelaide, they've been good. The loss last week, I lose a bit of confidence in them because I really thought at home against Sydney they'd get the job done. So because of that, I'm going a one all draw. Um, if it was in Adelaide, again, I'd probably give Adelaide the win, but I think Wellington at the moment is starting to believe a little bit, starting to get their own brand going uh, and sort of, they, you know, they've rehabilitated life after Ulysses de Villa and all those players they've lost. They're starting to have a new identity and have a new brand of football. Uh, Melbourne victory in Newcastle, Amy Park, uh, pretty simple here, 3-0. I think, no, not to discredit the Jets and what they've been doing, they've beaten some average sides, um, and yeah, the loss to City at home last night makes me think that they're just get going to get battered here. It'll be a big crowd. Like the flow on of that FA Cup final means it'll probably be, I reckon, a good sort of ten to thirteen thousand people at this game. It's on a Saturday night, uh, and I think victory just gets it done in front of the home fans. Three nil, Sydney and Western United also on Saturday night. Um, both teams in really good form. Sydney sits third, I think, at the moment. They've had two wins, two draws, and a loss from their last five. Western United, uh, two wins and a draw from their last three. So both teams heading in on pretty good form. Um, 
I'm going to tip Sydney here 1-0. I think at home, Jubilee Stadium, um, they'll be too good for West. They've been on the road a bit in these last couple of weeks. They went back to Melbourne this week after staying in the week in New South Wales. But uh, I think it's going to have to start taking its toll. A busy period for West, and they've got an eight-day break for this game now, I think, or a, maybe a seven-day break. But... Um, yeah, I think Sydney at the moment is sort of just steamrolling through. They're getting the job done. The win against Adelaide last week was really super impressive. Um, and I'm not convinced on Western since coming back from the break. You know, a loss to Wellington was bad. The draw to MacArthur was a bit of a choke. And the wins they've had, Wanderers under a new coach, still sorting things out. And City with a number of players out from the national uh, squad. So I think Sydney at the moment might be too strong for Western at home. Uh, Central Coast and Perth Glory also in Gosford pretty simple I'm sorry I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Perth but 2-0 I just I'm not excited about Perth at all at the moment and uh, I think they'll just get rolled Gosford is a happy hunting ground for the Mariners they'll be up and about if they do beat MacArthur as I predicted so I kind of have to go off that and I think um, yeah I think Perth are going to be in trouble until they get back to Perth to be honest or until we see Daniel Sturridge start potentially it could turn things around Final game of this one. I think this one's on like a Tuesday. It's Brisbane Raw taking on MacArthur. Uh, back in Brisbane, I feel like they haven't been there in a couple of weeks. But uh, I just, again and again, we're seeing Brisbane not be able to score. Um, Les Carter's been, been put to the bench. Um, and yeah, Miljusnic didn't get one last week. But so I, I think 2-0 for MacArthur here. I know they've got a little bit of goal scoring ability there, the Raw, but I don't think it's enough. I think the defense of the the Bulls will hold up and um, we know obviously the ability they've got to score. Ulysses de Villa finally getting his first goal on the weekend. I think we could see him now find some real form and, and score quite a few as they continue to become sort of you know more back into the swing of things, playing more and more matches. But um, that is all for this week for those games. Um, the A-League starts to really take shape. I mean, eight games in the space of a week. It's something that we could have only dreamed about a, you know, a month ago when we were getting two two games a week. So we're in a good position at the moment. Um, it's going to be messy these next few weeks, the whole festival of football. I think they're calling it the February frenzy or something this time around. But um, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of football to enjoy at the moment. And that can only really be a good thing. Um, oversaturation can be a bit of a problem. But to be fair, we've been so starved of it this last month that I think people will enjoy it. And to be honest, for me, like on the weekends, I'm always busy. Like I'm going out or, or I'm watching like the Western game and then I can't watch all these other games. So to have games on midweek nights, it's it's not the worst thing because it's sort of like I'm not doing anything else. Maybe I've got training, like footy training or work or something. But a lot of the time, able to watch these games, um, which has been good. So that is all. Uh, one more thing, actually. Paddy Kiznorbo was linked to Sunderland last week and now... He's out with COVID. I mean, I'm sure he does have COVID, but it's just weird. I mean, being a bit of hush around it, I was actually supposed to attend his press conference last week and I was going to try and ask. I didn't know if it was a bit, maybe it's a bit disrespectful to ask him that question, but just wanted to know, is there any truth to this rumor? But then I, I got called into an early uh, shift at work, so I couldn't get into that press conference. But um, yeah, it would be a great move if he, he can get there. They're probably not that far off being back into the championship. So it would be, you know, Almost the highest place an Aussie coach is at the moment, um, and probably slightly above, given the fact that he's at the top club in Scotland. But anyway, I hope he does go. It would make Melbourne City worse. It would it would be good for Australian coaches. So that is all for this week. Enjoy the football. It's on every single day. So uh, yeah, kind of big bash vibes about it. But anyway, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.